Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing the pause button to Edge God In. Our mission here is to champion your human potential in Christ. You can visit our main website at edgegodin.com. We're also present on your mobile app, on the uh, podcast app and other mobile devices. Uh, on our main website, Edge Got In, you will find a one sheet uh, under the Bible Study app. And it's a resource for you to use to capture your learnings. I just did a training this morning for a company. And before I start any training, I'll, I'll invite listeners to think about three things. Three things, one to three things, actually, that you are moved to remember and transfer. You, you get the opportunity because of all of the different programming out there to be able to be exposed to lots of different thoughts and insights and teachings. And they fall to the wayside unless you're an active participant in your learning. I encourage you today to be attentive to what the Holy Spirit desires for you to take from today's lesson. Our title for today's podcast is How to Receive His Peace. Hmm. How do we do that? In the midst of war, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of a society that's full of doubt, suspicion, judgment. What does that look like? We're going to take a deeper dive into the actual words that Jesus used. Actually, they're some of his first words that he used to his disciples after he was risen from the dead. Imagine being in that room and Jesus just appeared after they witnessed him crucified. Just imagine what that must have been like. So we're pulling from John, the scriptures, holy scriptures of, of John chapter 20. The entire chapter is, is full of incredible opportunities for growth and learning. It starts out with his, uh, his first encounter that he had with Mary Magdalene, and she was extremely upset, and he said her name. As soon as he said her, her name, Mary, instantly her sadness and grief turned to joy. When our identity has been hijacked by shiny objects or by the workings of Satan to distract you from the peace of God, which by the way, that's his trickery. That's one of his number one tools he uses for spiritual combat to take us out, to steal our peace. Why does he do that? because he knows that we're ineffective for the work of God. If we're not at peace, we're focused on the problem versus the solutions that Jesus offers us. So come back today for this moment. You're tuning into this podcast. Give yourself permission to unplug. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. Exhale any tension in your body. Unzip and step out of all of the worldly trinkets that perhaps you're gripping a hold of 
as part of your identity today, including your fears, your doubts, your worries. There's plenty of material out there that Satan's using to spin us out of peace. So this is an invitation to come back and believe. Believe in Jesus' invitation. Our learning objective is at the end of today's podcast that you'll learn how to say yes, what that looks like for you, to the peace that Jesus invites us to receive and what that's going to look like for you. Be attentive. Jesus is after you today. Perhaps you've lost yourself between your two ears in fear, self-doubt, or worry today. This is an invitation to come back. Come back to the closeness of knowing the love and protection of God. Jesus witnessed this, and he invites us. He invited the disciples back then, and he invites us today. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sweet Jesus. Wow, there is so much going on around us today. We do live in a society of doubt and judgment, skepticism, fear, self-doubt, anxiety, suffering. Save us, Lord. You are the Savior of the world. I pray that the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart will be used by you. Touch my mouth. Give me the words to say to edify the people that are tuning into today's podcast, that they would remember what their soul always knows, that you've got their back. You know how this ends. And that you are the way, the truth, and the life. That you are the gate, and anyone that passes through you has eternal life. You are the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in you will live even though he dies. That there's nothing to fear. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the living one. Behold, you died, and now you are alive. Remind us of the victory that is already won because of what you did on the cross, particularly during this season of Lent. Help us to take time to go through your journey. The stations of the cross, when you carried that cross on our behalf. And today we focus on your first words to your disciples after you rose from the grave. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see. Soften our hearts so that we can turn and allow you to heal us. Give us faith to believe. We believe, Lord, help our unbelief and return our hearts to peace that passes all human understanding. We pray also for the suffering of the people in Ukraine, people that are suffering within the United States and around the world, for the souls that have been hijacked to do the work of evil, and for the eyes that have been blinded so that evil is seen as good and good is seen as evil. Give us clean hands. Give us a pure heart, O oh Lord. Help us to seek your face. Turn from our wicked ways. 
and pray continually so that you will heal our land. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So let's jump in. If you've got your Bibles, open up to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. I'm actually working through the the gospel of John one chapter at a time. Sometimes I'll linger for several days over just a few scriptures to go a little bit deeper. Jesus is always inviting us closer and deeper. So Jesus has suffered. He died and he was buried and he rose again on the third day. As I mentioned, the first part of John chapter 20, Mary Magdalene appears, or Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. And he repeats actually what two angels said to Mary Magdalene. Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she says. And I don't know where they've placed them. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't realize it was Jesus. So how many times in your life is Jesus standing with you? He's standing with you right now, and you don't realize it's Jesus that's with you. He asked her, Jesus asked her, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? And then she declares, Jesus gives her the space to share what's on her heart. He gives us the space. Pray about everything, Paul says in chapter four of Philippians. Do not be anxious about anything, but pray about everything in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Who or where do you go when you're upset? What's your first go-to? Many times we'll muck around outside of ourselves, looking for quick hits of peace when we're anxious, rather than going to the Prince of Peace instantly. So this is an invitation, come back, come back. Woman, why are you crying? Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you put them, put him and I'll go get him. Jesus immediately dives in and reestablishes her identity. Mary. He calls her by name. He's reestablishing her identity because she spilled out of herself. Her identity is attached to the problem. She can't find Jesus. So what's your problem today that you've spilled out to, that you're giving authority to, to define what you believe you're capable of handling successfully? That's the definition of stress. You've heard me say in many podcasts, stress is the power you give, I give, to outside circumstance to define your worth, value, and what you believe you're capable of handling successfully. Jesus is helping Mary out here by bringing her back. Come back, come back. Mary, remember whose you are. She turns to him, Rabboni, which means teacher, and runs to him to grab a hold of him. Then Jesus' next encounter starts at verse 19 of John chapter 20. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, they were afraid. What are you afraid of today? There's plenty of triggers out there that can literally keep us up all night in fear. I was up from one to five the other night worrying about something. And I I finally heard the Lord gently say to me, are you done yet? 
but let us stay there as long as we want. We have that choice. Come back. And he's constantly, gently, lovingly inviting us back. He's inviting you back today. Come back. Come back to peace. Our previous podcast, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, 150 is entitled, Don't Worry, Jesus is in Charge. And there's another good podcast. It's, it's actually 135. So you have to go to edgegodin.com. And if you put in the search, how to be certain in the midst of uncertainty, how to be certain in the midst of uncertainty. And that's 135. That's an applicable follow-up podcast to the topic for today, how to receive his peace, how to be certain in the midst of uncertainty podcast 135 at edge got in because we're living in a society that has a spirit of doubt and it's very difficult, very difficult to have peace in the midst of uncertainty. So Jesus jumps in to establish, reestablish certainty in the midst of uncertainty. He did it for Mary Magdalene. She was uncertain. Where is he? Where'd he go? And then he established certainty. Mary, here I am. And he desires to do that for you today. So what is it for you you're uncertain about? He appears to the disciples. They're in fear. It says the doors are locked. Now, these are the disciples that saw Jesus rise, raise up people that had died, restore sight to the blind, heal the lame, the deaf were restored to hearing, saw things you can't even imagine. And yet they're locked behind closed doors for fear of Jewish leaders. Jesus came right smack in the midst of their fear, which he does for you today, and says, peace be with you. Those are his first words to his disciples after he rose from the grave in the Gospel of John. Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed him his hands and his sides. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. So he said it twice. And this is, I was inspired actually to do this podcast. A dear friend of mine and colleague sent me a, um, a teaching from Bishop T.D. T.D. Jakes, entitled No Receipts, No Respect. And he had a a wonderful take on John chapter 20. And it moved me to, to lean in to this. Jesus said two times to his disciples, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Smack in the midst of their fear and anxiety and worry. He is calling you today to embrace, receive the peace that passes all human understanding. So the second time he said it, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. So can you imagine his disciples? It says they were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Place yourself in that room, my brothers and sisters. (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day. Who would you be in that room? And, And how would you respond? seeing the risen Lord appear in the room. Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, what is the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit 
early in the gospel of John. This is the one that will remind you of everything that I have told you and teach you things even more than what I've even told you. And, and remind you of what I've said. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the light of the world. Whoever walks in darkness will have this light. I have overcome the darkness. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. I am the vine. You are the branch. The Holy Spirit was sent to remind us of what Jesus said. And then he goes on to say, if you forgive anyone their sins, their sins are forgiveness. If you don't forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, we have a player here in the upper room, or that was not in the upper room, one of the disciples, known as Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the 12. And he wasn't there. So he's hearing the secondhand account, not the first eyewitness account, but the secondhand account of his, from his friends, his closest friends. Hey, they run to, in, in verse 24 and 25, Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, hey, we've seen the Lord. His first response is unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side. He doesn't just stop with just seeing. He needs to feel it viscerally. He's a kinesthetic learner. He needs to feel it for himself because he knows his level of doubt. You got to give him credit for that. He knows himself. What's your level of doubt today? Be honest with the Lord. Lord, I'm really struggling with this. I believe. Help my unbelief. I've been praying this for myself in my own life. A week later, so one week later, his disciples were in the house again, same place, and Thomas was with him. Through the doors, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, once again, third time, peace be with you. So Jesus came back for Thomas, and he comes back for you. He's constantly, constantly after you, no matter where you're at with your fear levels right now or anxiety or worry. Jesus wants to take you back into his peace, just as he did for Thomas. He was after him. So the third time he appears, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand, put it into my side, stop doubting and believe. This is our message. How do we say yes to the peace that Jesus invites us to receive? Stop doubting and believe. Verse 27 of John chapter 20, stop doubting and believe. Well, how do I do that? Read a couple verses before. Receive the Holy Spirit. We can't do this by ourselves. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I remember when I was going through advanced cancer and divorce at the same time, there was no way. I had so many moments I was hijacked by fear that paralyzed me. And Jesus met me smack in the middle of that fear. Stop doubting, Lauren, and believe. I'm with you. All things are possible here. 
And it was a moment to moment thought by thought process. And it is for you today, whatever it is that you're going through today, come back, take your thought captive and make it obedient to what Christ is saying here. Put your finger in my side, in my hands, in my side, put your hand into my side. Jesus saw Thomas and heard him say this because he's everywhere. He sees you. I am the alpha, the omega, the first and the last. There's no place you can go. As Mother Teresa said, you're like a fish in water. Wherever you swim, you're engulfed by the love of God. So no matter where you are in your fear, doubt, and worry, you are engulfed like a fish is surrounded with water. No matter where you go, God's love is surrounding you. It's only our doubt that prevents us from experiencing the peace that passes all human understanding. Thomas's response to that was, my Lord and my God doesn't say whether or not he put his fingers in his side and his hand in his side. I don't even know if he got to that point. We do know that he said, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, hey, in verse 29, because you've seen me, you've believed. Then he speaks about us here. This is what's cool about verse 29. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's powerful, my friend. He's speaking to us. We weren't one of his disciples walking when he walked the earth. We didn't see him rise Lazarus from the dead. We've read about it, imagined it, watched movies about it, but we weren't eyewitness, eyewitnesses to that. Thomas was. And still the compassion of God, Jesus came back again for Thomas. That's that key piece. And he comes back for you. How do we learn to say yes to the peace that Jesus invites us to receive? Stop doubting and believe. Be honest, transparent. I am doubting. I am afraid, Lord. It's the best kind of prayer, prayer of authenticity. Help me, Holy Spirit to be able to receive the peace that Jesus spoke to the disciples about when he was risen from the grave. When he rose from the grave three different times in the gospel of John chapter 20, he said, peace be with you, peace be with you, peace be with you. Why? Because he knows we're stressed out, fearful, worrying human beings. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And Paul knows this to be true. When he wrote the book of Philippians, he was in prison. And not only was he in prison, but there's some that say that it was a prison that had a sewage system that, that ran through it. So he wrote the book of Philippians in, uh, in prison. And it is incredible how many times he talks about rejoicing. I think it's like 16 times he talks about rejoicing. And here he is in this five by five cell writing this letter, don't be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And then the peace of God, which transcends all human understanding in Philippians chapter four, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious and worried about anything. How do we do this? Boots on the ground. How is this possible for us when we're surrounded by, by such suffering? and, and fear-driven scripts around us. One, limit your time on how much 
airspace between your two ears you give to the struggles around you. Be informed. Don't be hijacked. By this, I mean, limit your time on what you see and what you hear, how much news you watch, how much you talk about it. Whatever you focus on grows bigger. So my coaching question to you today is, do you talk more about the fears around you and the situation of the world around you than you do about the strength of God within you? Just think about how many words you say throughout your day. In your out loud voice, as well as between your two ears, how much airtime do you give to conversations that reinforce the fearful events around us versus the scriptures that counteract the fear around us? Like John chapter 20. My peace I give to you. Stop doubting. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus said, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Who is it that overcomes the world? John, an eyewitness, writes in this. In 1 John, only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Stop doubting and believe that he will never leave you or forsake you, that he holds the keys to death and Hades. He also is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the gate. He's the good shepherd. He gives us the opportunity to pass through him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy burdened. Come to me, come to me, and I will give you rest. The problem is, is we don't go to him. We continually give more free rents between our two ears as the landlord. We're serving breakfast in bed through the anxieties, the fears, the what ifs, the uncertainty around us. We're giving that more authority. Some other verses that bring this home is when the disciples were rowing for like three miles against the, the winds and the waves, and Jesus comes walking to them on the water. First thing, they were scared. Immediately, Jesus says, do not fear. It's me. Then it says, it goes on to say, and then they were willing to allow him to come into their boat. So the question to you today and to me, are we willing to allow Jesus to come into our boat? That's being hit by the waves of the exterior environment. Because guess what happens when Jesus enters that boat? It says immediately they reach the shore. Immediately, when Jesus was in their boat, they reached their desired destination. And I don't know about you, but my desired destination is peace. Peace within my heart, no matter what surrounds me. Because then I know that God can still do a good work through me in spite of anything outside of me. And that's why it's Satan's biggest number one spiritual combat tool is to rob our peace, to steal our peace. There's another podcast on that. The one tool for spiritual, for spiritual combat that you want to know about. Satan's number one tool that he uses is to steal your peace. So how do we learn how to say yes to the peace that Jesus invites us to receive? One, we invite the Holy Spirit to help us. This is a divine 
invitation. And whatever God calls us to, he gives us the strength to do it. So we have got to ask, seek, and knock constantly. No matter how many negative thoughts of the waves of, of negativity and doubt and uncertainty and fear that surround us, we got to constantly invite Jesus, take every thought captive, come back, come back, invite Jesus right smack into the middle of that, into your boat. Take one thought at a time. See how many thoughts you can grasp today and flip from fear to faith, fear to faith, fear to faith. The way God wired our mind is, is we have messaging systems. How are these messaging systems formed in our brain in the gray matter? By repetition of specific thoughts that have a common theme. So if you continually fire thoughts of fear, it will create a fear-based messaging system that will continue to fire on autopilot until you introduce a new thought with consistency. Even though I have this fear, I'm willing to trust you, Jesus, and give you more authority over it. The more fearful I am, the more confident I become that you are Lord over all of this. And as we learned in the last podcast, don't worry, Jesus is in charge. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, verse 18, it says, the Great Commission, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. So guess what? Jesus is in charge. He's in charge of the war. He's in charge of, of, of COVID. He's in charge of your health, your finances, your relationships. All authority on heaven and earth have been given to me. So go. Make disciples of all nations. Preach the gospel. It's very simple, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Our calling is very simple. Love God, do good. Love God, do good. Repeat all day long. What's my give back project? I'm still here, Lord. Help me to overcome evil with good. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So use me as an instrument, an ambassador for love. Because we're here for a specific reason. And now is the time to step up to the front lines without fear, without worry, without doubt, so that we can be effective and used for God. So take it back one thought at a time. You can even get very physical about it. You can put a, um, one of those stretchy bracelets every time you can capture a negative thought, a fear, self-doubt, worry, and switch it by reading a scripture, memorizing a scripture, or even just taking this scripture today, peace be with you and hear that. Breathe it in and say, even though I have this fear, I give you more authority, Lord. Bring back your peace. See how many times you can switch that bracelet throughout the day. One thought at a time to create a new messaging system that's grounded on the word of God. Do what Jesus did in Luke chapter four. Talk back to the negative thinking that fuels your fear, self-doubt, and uncertainty. Limit the time that you spend taking in the negativity, talking about the negativity, camping on the negativity, spend more time reading the scriptures, prayer, attending mass, attending church, praying, asking to be used as an instrument of God's love and mercy in this world for the sake of salvation of souls. So that brings us to the end of today's podcast. And I'm going to end with a small reading from a very powerful novena. It's a novena is just a continual prayer to strengthen your soul and your relationship with Jesus. This one's called the Surrender Novena. The Surrender Novena. You can get it online. Highly recommend it. 
I'm going to read day six. And this is from Jesus. This is, this is Jesus' words speaking to you in this novena. So imagine him speaking these words to you. You are sleepless. You want to judge everything, direct everything, and see to everything. And you surrender to human strength, or worse, to men themselves, trusting in their intervention. This is what hinders my words and my views. Oh, how much I wish from you this surrender to help you, and how I suffer when I see you so agitated. Satan tries to do exactly this, to agitate you and to remove you from my protection and to throw you into the jaws of human initiative. So trust only in me, rest in me, surrender to me in everything. Oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take care of everything. Jesus, we surrender ourselves to you today. You take care of everything. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please visit us at edgegodin.com as well as the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project. And you can access that at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We are literally probably about 14 days or by God's grace, maybe even less away from launching the Emotional Intelligence in Christ course by God's grace. Join us, explore what we've got going on at the emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com site and enjoy your gift of life today. Look for your give back project, bring it back, bring it back and learn how to receive his peace by limiting the negativity you camp on, you talk about, you see, and upping what you focus on in terms of God's promises to give you the peace that passes all human understanding. For your practice out there, read the Gospel of John and memorize at least two or three verses that strengthen your determination to guard the peace within your heart that Jesus has established in relationship with you. He's the Prince of Peace, and he's not satisfied with letting you be anxious and agitated. He's after you today. He's after me today. So give him, give him heaven out there. There's enough of the dark side going on. Overcome evil with good. God bless you today.